Hello and welcome to Braveheart Conversations, where we learn the art of love through brave and compassionate conversations. I'm Jillian Aurora. And I'm Marie Wallace. And we are your hosts today. Welcome to Braveheart Conversations. I am Jillian Aurora, and I'm here today with my co-host, Marie Wallace. Good morning. And we are here today um, via Zoom because we just experienced yesterday a um, statewide stay-at-home order for 21 days. So uh, we are going to continue our Braveheart conversations, but we're just going to have a little bit different format. So bear with us as we all uh, muddle our way through this whole coronavirus stuff. And uh, we are still going to be here with you. It's just a little different format. So doing um, our part to keep people safe. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, we're doing our best. Um, Marie suggested today that we talk about um, really truth, truth and how we how we determine what is truth and um, being able to discern discern what's true in this crazy time when there's so many different voices out there, so many different messages, so many things playing on our fears. And so um, I, I definitely feel like I've seen a rise in um, wild declarations, <laughs> um, things that I would consider gossip because they, they're not coming with any kind of fact. They're just coming as a statement. And I think a lot of these things are coming through because of fear, right? Um, we're all a little afraid of what's going to happen whenever there's some unknown. Very often, our first gusting reaction is blame. Whose fault is it, right? Yep. Whose fault is it? And um, who can I blame? And who, who really can I put the responsibility on to fix it? That's what yep. we really want. We want somebody to come fix it. And um, that is just very often not, um, it's not based in reality. It's based in our need for certainty. Mm -hmm. So when we can step away from that gut reaction of needing certainty, uh, I think we actually get some, um, we can get some clarity. And even though the truth can be really hard yeah. to accept, um, the truth often is, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how this is going to work out. And, and it really involves some trust. So Marie, I want to talk to you about what you've seen as far as like statements you've heard or people's reactions or people's <laughs> thought of what the truth is. Like, let's jump in here. What do you think? Sounds like a great idea. Well, I've had a lot of people personal message me and sending me video and statistics and warnings and remedies and and, and it's all well-meaning and well-intentioned. So I, I want to say that first because I do honor that people are passing information. I'm just, I'm just worried about with this virus and it being very um, unknown in a lot of areas, just throwing information around without, like you said, using declarations as truth and not really researching. And, and some of the videos have been really nicely put together right? And, um, but when you go and fact check or, and, and I like to use lots of different sources because there's not just one source and because really it's so new, not a lot of people know a lot about it. But when I start seeing patterns of truth, 
then I go, you know, this may be more closer to the truth than we think. And um, so that's kind of the reason why I wanted to bring it up is because there, it, if we're not being careful and we're not passing as, as good of information as we can, because even then we're, we don't know, then the very people that are susceptible to getting this might have that. And so anyway, just trying to prevent panic and anxiety and, and doing some crazy things. Cause yeah, I don't know. You've probably heard some really crazy things. I have. Yeah. I've, I've definitely seen some of the same little videos and memes and, and it's interesting. I see a lot of them are passed through messenger um, because I think they're likely shut down if they're being shared on Facebook. And I agree with that. Yeah. Um, although I know there's a lot of different views about Facebook censoring and I totally understand like that feeling very uncomfortable and invasive. Um, I also think um, we get to pause and ask why, what are, what are the reasons why that's happening in this particular instance? What happened for me is I got a couple of things that were uh, labeled as UNICEF. And so then I, I dug a little bit deeper. It, it already struck me as a little strange because it was saying things like the coronavirus is killed by the sun and like, I don't remember if it was to eat ice cream or don't eat it. I think it was. To I heard work. don't eat ice cream. Yeah, and I go, avoid what? everything cold. Nothing um, cold. Yeah. And it, it sounded a little wonky to me. So I researched it and, um, and sure enough, uh, UNICEF had a warning out that there were some, some scam postings specifically saying, you know, not to eat cold things and yeah. all the things. So, um, just just be careful. It's so easy for people to prey on other people right now. Yeah. Um, this is, it's a sensitive time. Whenever people are in fear, it opens us up. If we are being ruled by our fear, it opens us up to being manipulated and being taken advantage of because we're looking for an answer so badly that we're willing to accept whatever we see. And especially if it's presenting us with some security, right? A cure. Or a copy oh, of that anxiety that I feel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or I just drink this certain tea or I sit in a sauna or any of the things like what, what is that motivated by? And if we're really honest, that's often motivated by our own fear of what's mm -hmm. going to happen. And instead of looking for a quick fix, if we can rest in the divine, right? Because here's the thing. Um, fear is the opposite of trust. Yes. So if you're going to say that you trust the divine, you trust that the universe is, is coordinating everything in your favor, you trust that God has your best interest in mind, then you cannot also hold your fear of what's going to happen next because you already know that whatever is going to happen next is in your best interest. So I think we get to be aware of that and stop looking for all the quick fixes. And um, I know, I know that people are scared. I know that people want um, to believe that, that we already have the answer. We already have the cure and maybe we do. I'm not saying, I, I don't know. I have no idea what um, what the truth is out there. All I can all I can do is look at what's in front of me. I think we do have some guidelines though for being discerning. We have some great ways of knowing how to research 
research well. Um, and I think we are in a day and age where more than ever, we really need to be prudent in our, in our ability to discern the truth because there is so much information out there. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, Marie, do you want to start with a couple of tips, um, that you can think of that are guidelines for you when you do receive that post, <laughs> when you do receive, uh, some wild statement? What do you do? Well, the first thing I do is I, I use my intuition first. So it's like, you know, like you said, a lot of times uh, our intuition is our first source of like, does that feel right? Yes. Like you, you were saying the divine is inside of me. The divine is there helping, guiding me. Sometimes what happens if I'm in fear and panic anxiety, I can't tap into that. So I have to be calm and present first to go, does that feel right? And, and then if it doesn't feel right, well, most of the time I'm, I'm learners like in my top five. And so I, I go out and I check several sources. I don't just do, do one. I try to look at all sides, multiple perspectives, and I really try to find those reliable resources. Most likely clinics, medical people might have information sooner than we do and check world sources. Um, again, so I have my intuition, I have world resources. Those are things that I do. And I try to, um, you and I talked about this a little bit, is try to keep my own bias out of it. It's so hard. It's yeah. so hard to say, well, those people don't know. I don't know who knows what, right? I just have to be discerning when I read to say, how does that feel? What does it look like? Where is my source? Who am I relying on for my information? So that's kind of what I do. How about you? Yeah, I think um, for me, I've gotten through the years. I, I was like everybody else for a long time. I would, I would share anything on Facebook that really was just a confirmation of my own bias that I already had. Today, I have more of a habit of looking at information and saying, where did you get that from? Who said that? Um, to really determine what is the source. And a lot of the time, people are like, I don't know who said it. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, that puts me in, a, in an interesting position because I could say, you know, the sky is falling in. And just because I say it doesn't make it true. And yeah. if I start a lie, you know, I think it was Joseph Goebbels, um, uh, Hitler's propaganda man that said, if you repeat a lie enough times, it becomes the truth. And I think we're living in a day and age where that is more true than ever, um, that we have a lot of people repeating a lot of lies and, and eventually it becomes standard knowledge and truth, which is super scary. So asking the question, where did this come from? Who said this? Um, and then determining whether or not that's a source that you want to trust. Um, I, I like the idea of, yeah, your intuition. There's a lot of things that don't ping for me. There's a lot of things that I read and I'm like, mm, just doesn't sound quite right. And um, so that, that really helps me know whether I need to dig a little deeper or not. And sometimes I don't even want to give it energy. It feels off sure. enough. I'm just like, I'm just going to dismiss it. Exactly. Um, like the bleach one. Some people said, I got one that said using the cleaner for fish tanks, like what? <laughs> and then um, one about bleach and I go, what? I mean, like you said, don't even give it thought or energy because it doesn't 
it doesn't deserve it. But, um, and you know, the, the one about water, drinking hot water, it, it doesn't really help. It helps your health. I mean, water yeah. always helps your health and, yeah, and hot water soothes yeah. me. <laughs> so I, I like that it calms me and soothes me. So that can't be, you know, all bad in it. And it's, it's based in good intentions, but that's again, where you said it, it, it could be scary what shows up if we're not discerning there are ways people can manipulate us easy and cause panic and i know right after the government the government the governor shut um idaho down people went out in droves and and went crazy again and um this time it's liquor which is an interesting thought to me <laughs> cases of liquor but i mean i i know you have to do what you have to do and and to be prepared but also just to be yeah, thoughtful in that, in how you do that. Yeah, yeah, I think, you know, along the same vein, it's totally, it's totally understandable to say, yeah, be hydrated, like, that's what, that's a great piece of advice, period. Where we cross the line is where we say, this is going to cure you. Yeah. Or, this is going to prevent you from being sick. This is where we, we spread a lot of misinformation and, um, and false hope and yeah, that, that really crosses a line. Yes. You know, do take every precaution to be healthy period, whether there's a coronavirus or not, like do it all. Um, I also think a lot of us come with our own beliefs. We already have a bias. And so what it's, it's really important to be careful when we are researching to not have a confirmation bias. So if I research with a confirmation bias, that means I'm literally like searching in Google for the specific uh, bias I already have. For example, uh, is coronavirus bogus? If I do that or, or reasons why coronavirus is bogus, like any of those kind of lingo, you can kind of see I already have a bias. I'm not, I'm not really legitimately see, seeking the truth, I'm looking for a confirmation of what I already believe is the truth. So although it takes a lot more bravery and courage to be able to look at every angle, look at, oh, is it bogus? Is it truth? Like, and legitimately be open-minded every time that you're searching for something. Um, even if it bristles you. <laughs> even if, if it bristles you. Even if it bristles you. Like yeah. it grates you because you don't want to believe it or you, it's like, how could they be right? I mean, yeah, just be willing to look at it. It's a very brave thing to do to look at something that could be against what you believe. Yeah. Even if it confronts your belief, even if it confronts something that you've already chosen into believing, um, it, it, it definitely takes courage to do that. Um, yeah, I think looking at multiple sources is key. Um, I know we were talking a little bit earlier, Marie, it sounds like you have a wide variety of news sources. I also, I choose not to um, have just one news source. I, I, I actually check out of a lot of news, period. I don't like to fill my brain with a bunch of stuff that is, is generally a lot of fear tactics, but I have some outside sources I, I, like many of you, are 
um, not always comfortable just with American news. We don't know what's true or what's not. So I like to step out of America. You know, I like to listen to some Eastern views. I like to look at what are other people saying around the world? What did Italy have to say about the coronavirus? What did China have to say about the coronavirus? We don't have to just rely on American news sources and we aren't the first people to experience this. So exactly. all of those things are really valid. And um, if we're only getting our news from Facebook. It's a narrow view. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, I've also seen things where people have have claimed that the coronavirus is simply a cover up for other things, and they've made some really wild accusations about about other people. And some of that stuff doesn't sit real well with me either, because you know, Marie, if I were to spread a rumor about you, <laughs> right? Um, that you had done something awful and I gave no proof to back it up, that would be gossip. It would be. And that would, that would really be detrimental and harmful. And I don't think it's any different when we're doing that to our leaders or celebrities or anybody else. Um, I, I think it's gossip when we are spreading around things that we don't have any proof of. Yeah. So um, I, I would encourage all of us to be really careful be very discerning about what is coming out of our mouths. What are we sharing with other people and what are we letting into our own space? This is a boundary issue. I protect my space. I protect what goes into my mind. My dad used to always say garbage in garbage out. I mean, I used to hate that sentence, but it's so true because if I allow that in, then, then I'm giving it, time and energy and space that I could use for other really productive, helpful things. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually think like, this is a really big issue right now that we're letting in so much information that's negative and fear-based and like that will affect us, right? We're either, we either have such a resource of information in this world that the information is our bitch, right? Or <laughs> and right now, a lot of us are being a bitch to information. We are. We are being ruled by it. And our brains are getting fucked up. Like, we are not showing up present in our relationships, in our homes, because all this garbage is going in. And we get the responsibility of protecting ourselves from what we let in. So I like to keep the rule. I like to be informed, right? I like to have no more than 30% of what I'm consuming, what I'm allowing in to be news and, and all of the horrible stuff that's happening in the world. I don't want more than 30%. 70% of my time, 70% of my, my energy that's going to consuming information, I want to be positive stuff. I want to be um, things that are, are adding to my life adding to who I am as a person, um, information from books or, you know, what I'm doing to help other people or coaches that I have or whatever I'm doing to build myself up. Because I think as human beings, I don't care how strong you are. If you are consuming a hundred percent garbage, your brain is going to be affected by that. Your whole your emotions, you're going to be so filled with anxiety and overwhelm and and 
like you said, we need that positive part. Let's say these are our last days. Let's say that's all true. Let's say tomorrow is, let's say an hour is, is, you know, how long I have. Do I want to spend it? I, I want to be prepared. Yes. I want to be informed. Yes. But do I want to spend, you know, like you said, 70% of my time, 100% of my time worried about what I can't control, or do I want to enjoy what I have now? Like you said, relationships, those are so important. And I do feel that this is time for pause, time to settle in and to be calmer and to, to take life at a slower pace and enjoy it more. And like, oh, I just really appreciate you saying that. So thank you for sharing that. Giving people a number helps them go, okay, I've already done my 30%. Let's, <laughs> let, let's do something else. <laughs> yeah, even giving yourself a, a time frame. You know, I'm going to spend an hour maximum on new. That's it. Because if we have an unlimited, our brain is going to naturally go to, you know, I'll have more and more and more of all of this icky stuff. And you know, there's a reason why people are standing in the liquor line. You know, people yeah. want the liquor because they're, they're numbing out. Numbing. Yeah. yeah. So there's so many ways to use this time. So many ways. If we got three weeks to be at home, we have three weeks to reflect on our lives, do some goal setting, take Cleaning. some walks. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so do some gardening. I'm really excited. It's it's garden season. It's around the corner. Like let's our, let's get our veggies in. Um, we can do some cooking. Like there's there's so much that can be done. Read books, study. Um, I I was informed that Ivy League colleges are giving away free online courses. Yeah. I'm like score you know there's so many things that we can do with this time we don't have to sit around in pity party mode and and it's not like we're in dungeons and that we're trapped there's so many things to do guys we live in the information age right we and creativity have you seen this stuff coming out? yeah sorry every it stopped on my side i apologize oh no you're okay have you seen the creativity stuff coming out all the artists weaving together, they're even doing, I saw um, an orchestra get together on Zoom and they each played their part. So they are still practicing social distancing, but it's so amazing the ways that we can still work together and be creative. And I think that's a time for, for just, you know, yeah, being inventive and creative and seeing a new way to do things like the industrial revolution, right? It, it came out of necessity. And this is, we crave that time with um, other humans, but we also crave that creativity and, and a way to have an outlet. So self-care is probably really important too. Finding ways to keep yourself calm. Yeah. Um, there, there's so much that can be done right now. It's, it, it is a productive time just because you're at home likely that does not mean that life stops. And it doesn't mean that TV is your only option. If you wanna get some relaxation time in with the TV, go for it. But realize that is not your only option. Um, do what fills you up. Um, and, and again, what you're putting in your mind is going to impact how you use this time. So if all you're putting into your mind is a bunch of fear tactics and a bunch of quick, uh, get healed fast uh information like you're just you're just feeding into the 
um, the chaos and, and the reactionary uh, mindset instead of really using this as a productive time, be, being proactive. And, you know, how many of us have run around tired in our jobs for years and years and years? Is this not an opportunity for you to have some time alone and to do some things that you've, you've longed to do for a long time? So again, this is all about perspective. Um, don't fill your mind with a bunch of stuff that's gonna ruin it for you. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So what are you filling your days with, Marie? Well, I've been getting more work done. I. I actually plan it out differently. So I still have my morning routine. It just looks different. So instead of going to the gym, we have um, different people that we follow on. Like this morning we did this uh, dumbbell routine and um, I've done some painting and um, I, I love learning. So I've, I've watched a few shows and I've read some books and uh, so that part's fun for me. I'm like, oh, finally some time to read it because I'm not in the car because the car takes a lot of time when I do meeting to meeting or, or those kinds of things. So I'm doing online Zoom meetings and that actually saves me some time there. Um, I, I get to have lunch with Joe and hang out with him, you know, and so yeah, how about you? Yeah, uh, I, I really don't feel like a whole lot has changed for me. I already did a lot from home. Um, yeah, I have had to cancel a few things off my schedule. I, any mediations right now are on hold. Um, but yeah, I've been on Zoom a whole lot. Me too. Uh, I also, I, I've loved doing some home workouts. I've got a little, a little garage set up. Um, so I've got some dumbbells and there's some great people online. Uh, my trainer has been doing some videos that are great. Um, I did some yard work. I've crossed off some things that have been on my list for a long time. I finished my taxes. Um, and uh, I've just, I've really enjoyed doing some things like yoga. Um, I've read a lot. I already read a lot, but um, I've, I've enjoyed reading. I get online and um, have, have, put some energy into building my groups and just pouring into people. Cause I feel like there's a lot more people yeah. that need it right now. And then, you know, if you're really yearning to get outside and, um, and to not be cooped up in the house, there's a lot of people that need help. So, um, there's been a couple people that have needed just little things. Like I had some extra toilet paper. So I dropped off toilet paper to people. And you know, that's stuff that just warms my heart. You don't have yeah. to break any of the rules. You don't have to be breaking any social distancing or any of that. You know, you can just drop stuff off at people's, um, on their porch, but a lot of elderly people are needing help. Um, they would very much appreciate it if you could go to the store for them. So they're not exposing themselves. Um, there's all, all sorts of things that, can be done to get yourself out of the house, out of your own little zone. And, um, and it always warms my heart to do something for somebody else if yeah. I'm really in that space. So those are a few things uh, that are working for me. Doing things outside of ourselves also helps us get out of our own head of being worried and anxious um, because it feels good to be out there doing some things for, for others and, yeah, we've been taking a lot more walks, um, like you said, filling into our groups and things, um, you know, 
building people up so that they know that they're not alone because we're all in this together and a lot we've actually had a lot of coffee dates on zoom it's kind of fun so it's teaching other people to use it um i have a couple of friends who haven't used it before and so they're starting to use it more and like oh i like this um so yeah it's just just like you said um or we both have said about just finding ways to enjoy this time and not make it, you know, it's tough. Yes. Be prepared. Yes. Be discerning. Yes. Um, but don't let it consume. I think that's kind of what we're talking about. Yeah. And I think, I, I think legitimately a lot of people are very, um, very worried and concerned about their financial situation because let's all be real. There is a very real consequence to not working. That's you're not getting paid. Yeah. And, and, and so I hear you, I hear all of you that have those concerns. You don't know what's going to happen. And here's the thing. We all get to trust it's going to work out. So they can't kick all of us out of our homes. They can't, you know, they can't like put us all in a situation where we're homeless and we're all, you know, not working and whatever. So just trust. I don't know what's coming next, but whatever's coming next is going to be okay and they're not going to make all of us indigent overnight. So working together time instead of worrying about your financial situation, because you can use all of this time fretting about what's going to happen next and how you're going to survive, or you can just trust the process that we're going to get the next step revealed to us always. I always have had the next step revealed, but you can trust in this moment, in this step, that everything is okay, stay present, stay in the now, because right now we all have homes, we all have food in front of us, we all have all of our basic needs met, we're all okay. So stay in the now instead of the future, that's gonna be super key. Gratitude is key, gratitude for what's in front of your so face, key. instead of future tripping about all the things that are gonna happen. Because what if they're great? I do know that there are people that are very worried about their situations. And, and um, so again, to, to tie in with Jill, not to, it just may look different for you, right? Um, it may be an opportunity for something to totally new and maybe even better. Actually, a lot of times, um, what do they say? Ingenuity is the mother, or say, what is it? No, what's the mother of invention? necessity is the mother of invention. So it may just look different for you and using that time instead of fretting over what are some other ways you can do, especially small businesses, because I know those are going to be hardest hit. What's a new way to do your business? What's something that you haven't thought of before? Um, so I just wanted to offer that out as well, because I know that that that's also putting me in a position to go, Oh, okay, well, I can do this and this and, and I can try this. And it's just a way to, to just look at it differently. So. Yes. Adaptability is adaptability. Key. <laughs> adaptability is key. And I think too, you know, so many of us have yearned for change in this country and in this world. And um, I know that change is hard and, and, can really kick up some uncertainty and some unknowns. So instead of being upset at how this showed up, like there's going to be some change. Whatever, um, 
whatever corruption needs to be cleared out, whatever um, systems that haven't served us, like those get to crumble, those get to be released. And so I think we're getting to see a part of that happen. I don't know how it's all gonna happen. I just know like this is gonna shine a light on some areas where we're unsustainable and it's not working and hallelujah for that. And it might be a little painful and that's okay because change gets to be a little painful. That's part of transition. And um, we can celebrate that those changes are happening. And we've been, guys, we've been through much worse throughout history. We really have. We are a resilient people. We are. Well, and it is the time of spring. And in spring, you know, we, we get to celebrate new growth, but it didn't go without the leaves falling and and the change of the weather and things being cold and dormant. So being dormant served us to bring spring and new life. So we can use that as a metaphor for what's coming next. Absolutely. Yeah, and I love that this is happening right now, springtime. Right now in the spring. Yeah. Time to plant some seeds. Absolutely, I'm so excited. I've Plants have been my thing since I was like 12, so. I love it. I love it. Yeah. All right. Well, I think I will go ahead and wrap us up. We have covered a lot of ground and uh, this was a great topic. I'm really glad that we were able to discuss this. Marie, thank you for all of your wisdom. Thank Uh, you. Yeah. It's a good collaboration. Yeah. I love this. I look forward to it every week. Um, For those of you who are joining us on Podbean and Spotify, you can also find us live every week on Thursdays in our Facebook group, which is facebook.com slash groups slash Braveheart Conversations. And all of our videos are going to be posted there um, each week. So if you'd like to see us in person instead of just um, listening to the audio, you can find us there. And those of you on Facebook, feel free to check us out on uh, Spotify and Podbean. So with that, I will go ahead and wrap us up. If you have any questions or comments um, or experiences you'd like to share, please reach out to either Marie or myself. You can uh, shoot us a message in the group. You can also um, email me at defytheaverage at gmail.com or you can reach Marie at Marie's Gold. Marie at mariescult.com. It's been wonderful. Thank you. We, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, absolutely. So shoot us any, anything you'd like to address uh, for us to address on uh, the podcast. That would be great. So with that, I hope you all have a fabulous week. Stay safe and healthy out there. And we will talk to you again next week. Bless you. Bye-bye.